Hello, my name is Dave Graney. I am an underworld musician of many years standing. I'm here to ask you to tune in to my fellow traveller, my comrade, Radio Caram. Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast. A real look at single parenting, how to navigate the ups and downs of life with kids on your own while keeping sane. We cover all manner of subjects from domestic violence, dealing with childhood trauma, through to fussy eaters and how to help your kids become resilient. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week's guest is an award-winning professional declutterer, life and end-of-life organiser, author and certified life coach. She is passionate about supporting people in clearing clutter in all areas of their life, preparing for death to live life more fully, getting organised and becoming more mindful and aware. When children are taught to declutter and organise, they are more likely to find success. She had worked with many adults who weren't taught this skill as, a ch- as children and not knowing how to clear your clutter or get organised can have a huge impact on your life. As she has cleared her clutter, she's found more success, abundance and freedom. Clutter affects us not only personally, but professionally as well. Julie's been in business since 2009 and has worked with thousands of people through professional speaking classes and workshops. She is the author of 15 books, 15 books, including the journal prompt series, Got Clutter, 365 journal prompts, to clear clutter and hosts the popular self-help podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Crikey, she's a busy woman. Julie recently moved back to her hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia in the United States and works with people all over the world. When not working, she's with her husband, Tony, or at the beck and call of her three black cats, Antonio Nini, I hope I've pronounced that right, and Gus. Julie enjoys hiking, playing tennis, reading mysteries and more. And her woman cave is the bathtub. Welcome, Julie Caraccio. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. No. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on because I think I need you in my life at the moment. Um, um, nobody can see, but like my house is full of clutter at the moment and this is what we're here to talk about so look tell me tell me about your journey into clutter basically or not into clutter into decluttering or cluttering so tell us about it how did you get into it well before i even started to get in professionally people would be like you're uptight come get me organized help me declutter that's a very I'm nice a very like left right brain thing i'm super intuitive but i also have this very like you got to get stuff done you know get everything in order and so i'd been doing it for years and then i was had moved from los angeles to raleigh in the u.s and i had this crazy job and i was like this place is nuts so i'm like i want to get out of here but what am i going to do so i was like what can i do where i'd make money i'd 
make a difference in people's lives. And I'd enjoy it, right? I'm like, if you have a crappy job, you don't want to yeah. have a crappy job again. And so I was like, oh, this is actually a business. This is something I can do. And so I started organizing. And then probably a year or two into my business, I had this great thing happen with a client. And she looked at me and she said, can we just talk? And I'd gone over to, to clutter and organize. And I was like, you're the client. We can do whatever you want. So we ended up talking for three out of four hours wow. and kind of what was behind the clutter. And then we were able to bam the clutter and get organized in that hour so quickly. I was like, ah, it, it's about the clutter. We needed to clutter. Like that's the hard part. Once we do that, organizing's a breeze, right? We can learn how to do it. And it was for me, the people that I work with, there's a why behind the clutter. And that's what gets my juices flowing and gets me excited because I'm like, let's figure out what's behind the scenes and what's going on so we can clear it and move forward. So like a why as to why they're, oh, my God, well, we better not even go Here, into my head a, because that's, I mean, I'm, I will not go into your head. I'm fairly, I am fairly tidy, but in the last, it's very bizarre because in the last six months probably, got very organized with like goals, where I want to go, what I want to do in life. And I'm mm -hmm. doing the decluttering gradually, right? Because I'm going, I'm going, right, my son doesn't play with some of the stuff he does. So I'm going through it box by box and just decluttering it that way. And my desk, if you saw my desk, my desk is clear. I hate having a work environment that has stuff on it, right? Um, although apparently, according to research, cluttered desk environment means you're good at what you do and all of that stuff and um i don't know yeah see i would disagree yeah, me with too. that because it clutters your mind yes. how can you think clearly when you have stuff around and people if you, they see you have a messy desk they trust you less i mean they've done research oh. on it they'll think you're incompetent so if you're in an office space and you've got a cluttered desk you might be getting passed over from a promotion because people are like yeah they can't handle it look at them their desk is a hot mess i wouldn't trust them to Lose and something. don't get near me at PMT time because PMT time, and thank God I've got, I'm going pre, pre perimenopause or whatever it's called now. But like PMT time, I was like, I would go around the house like a crazy person tidying up because I just had to not have clutter in the house when I was hormonal. <laughs> Woe betide anyone I was living with, children or partners, because I was like, wait, what is going on? So, yeah. So, okay. What is clutter though? Like, does it go into, is there categories of clutteriness? But like, I don't know. Let's, let's just delve into what uh, Here's how is. I define it. I define it a lot differently than most people. Clutter to me is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. Mm -hmm. And I purposely choose to me when you want, you're like, what? Trying to pull stuff to you. Choose is proactive. That's a strong word. So I'm very careful about the words I choose. But you can have relationship clutter. You know, you say to me, I have these goals, but if you have a spouse or partner or boyfriend or girlfriend that's not supportive, that's clutter for your goals. Or if one of you's messy and one of you isn't, right? Or you have health clutter. You're like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year, but your kitchen's a hot mess. So you don't cook healthy meals. You're like, I'm just going to have frozen food again, or I'm going to just get takeout tonight, yeah. right? Yeah. So it affects all areas That's of life. That's an awesome description of clutter, though. So say that again. What was your description again? Just so people get it in their heads. It's like an addiction. Clutter is anything. Yeah, it definitely can be. Clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, 
deserve and desire. So when you start to think of the bigger picture and look at the categories, oh, I have mental clutter, I have spiritual clutter, I have emotional clutter. Oh, because then I'm off focus. I'm off tangent. I'm not on target yeah. for the life I want. And I keep being on autopilot, but I'm like, oh, I'm aware of my clutter, then I can take action and wow. change it. Wow. So, and it, it and it's just not, and, and so clutter isn't physical. It can be mental, emotional, like, because absolutely, because when we was when when I was talking to you before, like I'm thinking, oh, clutter is the you know people who and I was going to call them kleptomaniacs, and that's definitely not what they're called. But you know, they're the people who are hoarders, right? And they fill their house with like newspaper. They never shut throw a newspaper right. away. They fill their house with boxes and empty suit. You know, just cram every room full. But that's not what we're talking about, really, is it? No, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. not really. It's it's the average person. How many? I can tell you, bet a bunch of people listening. When's the last time they cleared the clutter out of their house? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Then it's thirty years, and you go to downsize. You're like, oh my god, mm. when did I accumulate all this stuff? Right? Because you kept bringing stuff in instead of getting it out. I've downsized multiple times throughout my life, probably six times. I was thinking about this the other day. But if you don't, then it just continues to add. And I think that drives me nuts is I hate those shows like working with people hoarding or even uh, what I'd call an average decluttering because to me, it's so misleading because it takes time. It takes effort. You don't see the team behind her. Oh, 48 minutes. They just decluttered a two-story home. Nah, <laughs> it, was, it took time. Yeah. Well, you've got to deal Not with real. you've got to deal with those people who are... Um, who are going through that. It's an emotional trauma for them to get rid of stuff. I mean, at the moment, it's quite funny you talking there because I'm going, yeah, maybe need to declutter my clothes because I've got lots of clothes that I wore. I've got a pair of jeans that are 15 years old, right? Because someday I'm going to get back down to that size 10 that I was when I came to this country 15 odd years ago. Like, who am I? That those jeans are mocking who you. Who am I they're kidding? Saying, they're at the back of your mind. They're at the back of your mind. Hey, hey, here I am in the thing. Why not let them go? And then when you get to that size. Get some new ones. Oh, they are jeans. nice designer ones, though, as well. They're the only pair of jeans I've kept. I have to say, I chucked everything else. But I said, like, oh, I can't. But that's not bad, then. That's these. not bad. Like, it's a process. And, you know, it's not about being rigid and trying to be perfect, which doesn't exist. If you're only holding on to one pair of jeans, I don't think that's bad at all. You know, my thing is about live your life. What works best for you? And if you can say, you know what, those are going to motivate me, then keep them. But it's when you have 10 pairs and when you have 20 oh, no. t-shirts that don't fit and you collect this and you collect that, then it's like, you know, what's important, what matters? And you can't see through all of it. And the physical affects the mental and vice versa and spiritual affects emotional. It's all connected. I should pin them on clear the in one area. Sorry, carry on. You're clear in the other. No, when you clear in one area, you're going to clear in the other. It, uh, it's. You know, it affects everything, which is a good thing. So if you clear your desk, you're going to feel mental clutter. If you express your feelings of being upset at your partner, then you're going to clear emotional clutter instead of going to eat a donut and scarfing down a pint of Ben and Jerry. You know? Yeah, although Ben and Jerry's is nice, I have to say. Anyone out there who wants to do promotion stuff, best send the Ben and Jerry's to me. No, because I was just thinking maybe I should pin these jeans on a wall and maybe that would be a visual motivation for me to get down. And that's who knows? Why not? Who knows? Okay. So, well, crikey, what do we do first then? Because it looks this like we've just gone down a mat, like we've just exploded a massive bomb, right? Because like, 
what do you do first? If you've got, if you're feeling, and I suppose I go, if you're feeling cluttered and I think it's, does it start with a feeling? Does it start with like, do, how do people find you? Do they go, oh, I'm feeling cluttered or I need to, what's the first move? What's the first step to decluttering? Well, usually they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much clutter. What do I do? So maybe they Google, how do I declutter, oh, okay. clutter? And then if I've been doing my SEO, then I should pop up. And so, you know, a lot of people have clutter overwhelmed and they're paralyzed. They're like, we mentioned, where do I yeah. start? I've got so much more. So what I would say is, you know, if you spend 10 minutes a day, that's over 60 hours in a year and you can get a lot done in 60 hours. So don't feel like, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You didn't create this clutter in a day. So don't expect to get it gone in a day. So what I would say to people is like, ask yourself, is there a deadline? So you're coming and having new kitchenette cabinets wow. put in. Well, then the kitchen needs to be decluttered by X amount. Or, you know what? I can't sleep on my bed because there's so much crap on it. Then the priority is to clear my kitchen. Or if, you know, as a family, you decide, you know what? We can't hang out in the family room. Let's declutter that first. Or something's driving you crazy. Or if there's an emergency or a sense of urgency, like, oh, you know what? I'm not paying my bills on time. Well, then maybe we need to get the home office decluttered and organize so you can not overpay your mortgage and pay interest fees and all that stuff. Wow. Wow. And, and, and I suppose, so does, <laughs> I've got in my head like a virus, right? Bloody COVID, right? But does, if you've got like somebody who is cluttered, like say for example's sake, it is the single parent, whether that be the dad or the mum, right, who's cluttered up emotionally and physically within the environment, does that spread like a virus to the kids? Do they tend to find, or is it that certain personality types are more prone to clutteriness than other I say, well, I would say two things. The first part is it affects people for mm. sure. If you have a cluttered, disorganized home, everyone who lives there is going to be affected. In my experience, it's been more personality types. Like I worked with a family the other day. One parent likes to save everything. The other parent's willing to get rid of it, but likes to buy. So the oldest child has trouble getting things away. The middle child was it can let stuff go with a little bit of prodding. And the third one's like, yeah, whatever, get rid of it. So there are different degrees, which I think goes to personality. And do you know what? It's it's funny you say that, right? Because when you were talking about that, I was when you said that, I went, Oh, that'll be my mum and dad then. Cause my dad is like I mean, he's always been a handyman the whole of his life. I mean, us kids have always known him to be fixing stuff on the house and stuff. We never had money as kids, right? So they didn't, they couldn't afford to bring in an electrician or a builder or whatever. So dad had to learn it, right? And a lot of the time he learned it through connections and, and people within his network because he didn't have Google. I mean, we're talking a long time ago here, right? Um, but it's quite funny because in our household, we call my dad B and Q, right? So that would be the equivalent in Australia to Bunnings or Mida 10. And I don't know what you have in the States, but like a big DIY store, right? My dad's garage yeah. is the most amazing. If you were a DIYer, you would go in there and go, oh, my God. He's got drills. He's got drill bits. He's got bits mm -hmm. of rope, bits of, bits of wood, right, that you sit there and you go, 
what is that? That's just a random piece of wood, all different lengths, bits of pipe. Like we all laugh and go, he'll never throw any of it away, right? And that is his, So, the, but that's his little hoardy bit, right? Because his man. Yeah. And it's because he goes, well, that could come in handy someday, right? And I sit there and I go, Dad, you're 73, buddy. Like, you ain't going to be doing any DIY like you used to. And Dad goes, yeah, but you kids might need it. And I'm like, well, I'm in Australia and your son is just like bought, you know, bought and done his ass up. So, you know, I would be chucking it, right? And things like he used to work for a well-known company, a big company in, in the UK, and they would give out like – uniforms right so there would be warm jackets right. jumpers trousers stuff like that right and because mm-hmm. he would get he wouldn't use it all right so he's got it hoarded in his shed for just in case just in case but he as a child had no money nothing right they put cardboard in their shoes because they had holes in their shoes mm-hmm. so that's sort of where his mentality sort of come where from it started, yeah. quite, you know quite interesting how it all sort of blueprints through so, I mean, I'm sure my parents are going to love that I've just told that story, but tough. It's, you know. Well, your dad's not alone. And I have a couple thoughts on that. First, try to ask yourself if you can trust that you'll get what you need when you need it, right? Because if we have this fear, we hold on to it. But you can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust when the time comes that that piece of rope or that plank of wood, I'll be able to find it. My husband's the same oh, no, way. And we've had thing, to go through a couple rounds. Uh, yeah, and he's like, I'm grateful. I mean, he's had to work on our entire basement this year. I mean, he's just been phenomenal doing that. And so, I, and it's a challenge. But I would say if, you know, just if he can remove a little, right? Like, you know, hey, maybe would you think someone that could get, you know, better use out of these tools? We're all set. Maybe you could sell them and make him money and you and mom could go on a nice little getaway or something, right? And with this, like, you know, dad, you haven't worn that jumper. Yeah, oh. and. 20 years would you be willing to let it go i know i know know. and i would say with something like that and i understand my husband grew up poor so i understand and i understand the mentality right and you understand that fear but what i tell my husband i'm like that's when you were a child become present when you were in the present moment that is your point of power to change your dad can say in this present moment i'm safe in this present moment i have abundance in this present moment i have enough but most of us are living in the past or the future. We're challenged to be right in the moment of now. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's scary, isn't it? Um, yeah, but it's bizarre how things from your childhood like seep into your adulthood and then, you know, that's that's your reasoning around that. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. So, okay, so, so what – so what you're saying is with the first things you should do, if you're feeling cluttered, right – uh, well, number one, get your book and listen to your podcast because you've got books and podcasts on all of this malarkey, haven't you? Um, but number two, um, start to see, are there, start to prioritize, are there things that are coming up that basically, so if I'm getting a new kitchen fitted, well, I need to go through the kitchen and start decluttering it or, um, yeah, and start actually clearing it out. So we've got less stuff in boxes and we, we get get organized, people, is basically what you're saying. But it also might be something like, you know what, I have an insom- I have insomnia. So maybe that's the clutter that needs to be addressed. Is oh. it insomnia because there's a health issue or is it insomnia because I'm worried about something? So I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm worried I'm not going to have enough for retirement. Okay, then let's become present. What is our plan of action? Uh, this week, I'm going to schedule an appointment with HR and understand my benefits and start 
contributing to my company's matching plan. And this week, I'm going to cut down, instead of four days at Starbucks, I'm going to cut down to one. And with that extra money, I'm going to put that in savings, right? In our present moment, we can create a plan of action to declutter. Or maybe it's something like, uh, you know, in a relationship, like you are emotionally eating because you're upset you haven't had the conversation so maybe the to declutter the relationship you know what where's this going i need to know where we stand so that i can make a decision you know to move forward or for us to break up or whatever it is instead of being in fear oh what's he gonna do or she gonna do and trying to second guess and avoiding the conversation because you don't like confrontation you know and taking action so it's really going to depend what's going on in your life and that should determine your first and move. question yourself basically is what you're saying like why am i staying awake why am i eating why am i to actually then try and deal with the declutter it's not about physical declutter and i think we need to get away from that because it's not about physical declutter but some of that emotional stuff can lead to physical clutter in your house physical clutter in your Absolutely. garage if you're jealous if you're jealous, you see these fake lives on Instagram and you're like, I need to have 500 outfits. So you buy and you go into credit card debt. That's caused you financial clutter. That's caused you mental clutter because you're stressed out about. And instead of being jealous of someone, what dream do you want to create? Why are you jealous? How can you turn that jealous instead of buying all those outfits? You know what? I'm going to start a side gig of something I've always wanted so that I can at least buy one nice outfit a year. Instead of being jealous, how can you turn that? Yeah, well, if everything's yourself? going south and you're thinking and you're getting wrinkles and stuff like that, because I'm looking at my face this morning going, oh, my God. Um, and then you decide you're going to buy tons and tons of bloody face cream or go for, like, your Botox and all of that stuff. And, like, I obviously haven't had it. But, like, you know, and you start to, like, get addicted or start to clutter your exactly. because you're yes, but, yes. but that's all about not feeling good in yourself or feeling as though you want yeah you loved yourself yeah, yeah or thought you were good enough my 13 year old niece is really good at makeup and i had to take her to a bunch of places i said you're going to do my makeup and she looked at me and she said juji your face is falling we need to lift it and i just started laughing i'm like okay i never noticed my face was falling before and she's a pistol so you know, it was what it was, and I'm like, oh okay, my God, just right, she Emma, waits. Just do the makeup. Just and lift she it. waits. Yeah, I know. Right, wait until she's dating. It's going to be oh. fun, you know. But, uh, but you know, like if I wasn't secure in myself, I maybe I'd start thinking about a facelift. I'm like, okay, my face is like I'm aging. Okay, I'm going to try to age gracefully, but what else can I do? I'm like, I have no desire to get plastic surgery. That's just me. Uh, you know, if it is something that would support you in loving yourself better and having better self-esteem i'm all for it but i would question i would say to whatever it was plastic surgery whatever is this truly real is this going to be a band-aid or is do we have to examine deeper like because maybe you get the work done and you still have low self-esteem right we really need to dig deep and examine what's did going madonna on. really need to get a new butt that's all i'm gonna say like i mean i mean jesus christ lady like you looked great beforehand why did you yeah. have to go and get like thick but you know you're right it's it's about you she's well, sad to me she's sad because she just doesn't want to age and she just is fighting it tooth and nail and again like do but it's to me, like the persona and the acting and talking about, you know, I don't know if I can say it on the podcast about intimate relationships you all the time. That. It's like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying 
you should be a sexual being in oh. your sixth year and, and embrace your sexuality. But that's my, my, not my point. I think that's wonderful, but it's it's like trying to be edgy and over the top and to shock people. I'm like that. It's not a good look, and it makes you look yes. desperate. And you know, and like you have your. You're older than I am, and you have no wrinkles. It's just not real. I mean, you know, like, yeah. I mean, hats off her. She's got the money. She can do it and all that good. But I do, I, I think I agree with you. Like, I sit there and go, lady, stop looking desperate. You've got loads of money. You're all good. It's fine. Yep. You look good. But yep. I don't want to see your ass pointing at me from under a bed. Like, I'm sorry, lady. You're 60-odd, right, right. right? You're the age, like, well, she's not the age of yeah. my mum because my mum's 70 now, but I'm going, you're not much younger than my mum, right? Stop with the bum thing. And I don't know what her kids think. But see, I think it makes them look worse. It's a great Because you've got a face with no wrinkles and then you, absolutely, and then you've got hands of a 65-year-old or whatever it is. So there's that disconnect and it just, like, I don't think it makes women look attractive. Like, I'm, and again, I'm not saying no work, (sighs) but you can have work done that's subtle. And that, you know, I believe enhances you as opposed to just makes you, no. it doesn't look good on Oh, anyway, mind. look, we've gone down a Madonna hole. Oh, maybe I should rephrase that. A rabbit hole about Madonna. Um, so, look, okay, so, oh, look, we've just gone through COVID, right? So all of us were stuck, well, especially mm-hmm. us in Melbourne, being locked down and all of that stuff. We're all stuck in our houses, drinking wine, dealing with our kids and homeschooling. And bought loads of rubbish online. We looked at stuff. The marketing helped, right? And they all went, oh, you need this and you need that. And we all went, oh, yeah, no, we do need that. That that kitchen appliance thing that opens tins on the side and, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, that pair of scissors that cuts your grass automatically or whatever. Like, I'm going, no, we don't need any of this rubbish. But we bought it, right? How do we stop accumulating stuff how do we stop buying things that we don't actually need like how do we stop apart from switching social media off first take a deep breath right right well but you know what i think unplugging's good if you reduce your time on social media you're let i mean you're going to see an ad every two seconds it seems like so if you cut down on your social media time you are going to cut down on the amount of advertisement that you see you know if you are if you're on google if you're on Facebook, they are capturing all your information. So they are going to get the stuff that you want. And so it's very difficult. I mean, I'd say to people, it's challenging. So don't beat yourself up about that. But and don't beat yourself up about COVID. It was a strange time for everyone in the world. So, you know, if you got a little crazy, it's okay. But now it's life somewhat back to normal. So we need to take a deep breath. Do you need an accountability plan? Do you need to put one of those things on your computer that can help block? you know, certain websites or whatever and make sure that, you know, you cut down or you go into DuckDuckGo, which isn't like Google, so you aren't going to see a bazillion ads and they're not going to trace your movement so that they know you love cats and everything that a cat needs is going to come up. You know, there are little things that you can do to do that, but that's also about building that muscle. Do I really need it? Let me step back for a moment. Let me take a deep breath. Do I need it? Do I want it? Do I use it? Would I love it? Do I already have one? You know, that's when you just got to say, okay, I'm going to really push myself here 
Come on now. And then I would say, walk around your house. If there's a bunch of clutter, be like, I don't want to add yeah. anything to that. Yeah. And I've, I've got to say, social media for me nowadays is getting boring because I sit there and I go, it's ad after ad after ad after ad. And like a few years ago, yeah, happy days. It was good because you were like watching what was going on. People were doing interesting stuff. You know, you were like peering into their lives, only their lives that they showed you, but even so, right? right. And at right. the beginning of lockdown that was great seeing what other people were doing in other places in the world because it was like taking you out of your house but um yeah i'm yeah. bored of the ads i'm bored of facebook i'm bored of insta even because i go great okay add 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 stupid dance ad. yeah so no that's fair enough that's fair enough okay so once once you've gone round right and you've mastered your clutter right how do you stop it well, I don't think we're oh, always going to master our clutter because that, well, I'm uh, being in progress. I'm always going to be in progress. I'm never going to reach. But you're the specialist. How can I be a better woman? Well, but I, I'm mm, not perfect. I'm enough. far That's from a it. Human. My mom died a year oh, ago, wow. so I'm still sorting through all her yeah. stuff. Right. And I'm giving myself grace. I'm like, you know what? I downsized two times within two years. I'm emotional about her death. I'm not ready to go through stuff. So I'm my dad. I went through some of the stuff. We're going to have it probably in a month or two delivered here. And I'm like, you know, like, for instance, she made these travel journals. So I want to relive the travel journals, give them my brother. Then we can do something with yeah. that. But I'm giving myself grace. However, I will add the caveat. Downsize twice. I'm on top of stuff. So it's not like I'm bringing in stuff and yeah. haven't decluttered in 30 years. But I would say, you know, and again, like, I just have a little note. I'm not, no posting. I was talking to my coach today, no posting when angry. And I very rarely get on social media, but I have this high school. Don't ever organize a high school reunion and don't ever serve on an HOA board. If you're a normal person, because all those people want to do is have power. And this guy complained about me and I responded in anger. And she was like, no more posting when you're angry. So my little reminder, no more posting angry. So that says to me, okay, Emotional you have healing and still stuff. Right. Right. So come on. Do I want peace of mind or I want to be right? It's like, I can't change anyone. I can't make them honest. So then, okay. How, again, so that's practice for me. I'm far from perfect. And it's the same thing with decluttering. I'm sure I know I can improve. Right. So if you're happy, if you feel good in your space, that's what's important. But I apologize. I think it interrupted you with what you were going to continue on the question. So if there was a second were half you? to that. Did you? I don't know. It's a, it like, for me, it's a Friday morning here and I'm going, oh my God, it's Friday morning. What happened to my week? It feels like Monday was yesterday and today is Friday and I missed out a whole load <laughs> of days. No, that's cool. That's cool. No, but it's, you don't have to talk to me about e egos and stuff like that. I mean, I worked in the corporate environment in London and the UK mm -hmm. and global projects, delivering multi-million dollar projects and the egos and, you know, and I've worked in, um, I've worked for government, I've worked, you know, for com big companies and, um, oh my God, yeah, some of those egos, wow, put Elon Musk to like shame sometimes, but yes. Okay, so... But if they were healing and whole, they wouldn't have an ego like that. Oh. What world would and we live in if we were all healed? It would be look completely different than it is now. I think there's an. I think there needs to be a lot more women up in um, politics. There needs to be a lot more women in, in the boards of companies because I think there'd be a lot percent. more. I think we'd have a 
We look much differently. Yeah, I just had this conversation this morning with my husband. I was like, we need women need to we need a matriarchal society as opposed to a patriarchal society because it hasn't worked for the past thousand years or whatever it's been. Yeah, and look at and and you know, I'm not sure that a woman would have invaded the Ukraine. I'm not sure. And well, she might have done if she was trying to impress men. I don't know. And but anyway, we're not even going to go down that rabbit hole. So okay. So, how then, if I've decluttered, right, how do you keep mm-hmm. it under control, though? Do you, you just don't. You say it's just a work in practice. So, once you've cleared out your house and you've yep. like gone, right, I've got rid of all my clothes that I thought I was going to fit into, that i got no hope in hell of actually ever getting back into, and maybe I need to invest in more stretchy jeans than I do in the tight designer mm-hmm. jeans I had when I came over here. But... Um, I've sorted my, co- how do I, ke- how do I keep it like you that? You maintain it. So you go, what I, once you've done a huge, okay, just from physical to clutter, once you've done a huge yeah, cluttering, then you go through every stuff, everything you own every year annually or two years maximum. But I'm telling you, once you've done the major decluttering, you can blam through everything. It doesn't take that much time. The initial decluttering might, again, if you've had 10, 20, 30 years, it might take you a weekend to go through a room, you know, and you might not be able to do it straight. So you have to take time. But once you do that, it's yeah. a breeze. And, ca- and you break it down into manageable steps. I think that's yeah. key. So you don't become overwhelmed. And you get and you you put a date in the calendar and say, I'm going to commit to this and do that. Because you say, I'm going to do it someday, then magically someday never comes. So you commit, you know what, every year, every two years, I'm going to go through everything I own. And just throughout the year, you keep on top of stuff. Oh, I brought five new pairs of shoes. What can I donate to the women's shelter? Let's get rid of a couple pairs. And if you do things like that, then that makes a process. And I'm all for it. Like, my view is sell it. If you can't sell it and it's been sitting online for blooming ages, then donate it, right? Because somebody somewhere will, you know, take a bite. And I'm all for recycling clothes and toys and books and things like that. Because I just go, we've got too much stuff in our world. Yeah. Something like, I don't know, our do. population is going to increase to like 9 billion or whatever over the next few years. And God knows, it's all crazy. Um, so, okay. And I was also thinking with all of this, right, can you teach your kids? Like, if you had, right, and I, like, God love my son and God love the fact that he went to a a daycare, like a, um, he went to a daycare not a daycare centre, but he went to like family daycare, which we call family daycare over gotcha. where he goes to somebody's house and they look after like three or four mm. kids over the day and they're various different right. ages. Um, and so that person sort of instilled in him as well as I did, but like she like really drove at home, you know, like if you play with a toy, right, then you're not getting another one out until you've put it away because she's got four kids to manage, right? So, you know, having four kids pull everything out, like it's about taking responsibility, right? So God love her for that because it made my job so much easier. But like how do you, one, if you've got an untidy kid who is starting to clutter up their bedroom with just rubbish, right, Is can you train them and how do you train them? Absolutely. A thousand percent. And I think the younger you do, the better because the people I worked with didn't learn these skills as Mm -hmm. kids or they might have had aren't at a hoarder level because you need special training with that, but had some type of trauma. Like I worked with someone, they just threw out all her stuff one day and she was a woman in her 40s who had stuffed animals 
because they were all thrown out as kids. So you can absolutely yeah. understand that. So one of the things I like to do, I think with kids, it's really great is you declutter around birthdays and Christmas, or, you know, if you celebrate something else, because, Hey, we're going to get some new stuff in it's let's get some rid of some stuff before our new presents come in. If the kid is challenged to let it go, then what's what are they like if they love animal? Okay, well, let's go down to the animal shelter and we'll donate this maybe that they can use for a fundraiser or we have a garage sale and you can take the money that you made and donate it to the animal shelter. So you find a cause they're interested in or if it's a toy, I, I just have to add a caveat that's super important. Don't donate anything, like especially to a child's charity or a charity that's in such awful shape that you wouldn't give it to your friends or family. Like here in the U.S., like if you do that in California, they're probably going to have to pay a landfill fee. So they've now lost money because you threw their crap on them. And people do that a lot. So I just, if you wouldn't give it to a family or friend, then don't do that. But, you know, if you're going to donate it and have the kids see, hey, this is what your money went to you know and then they get that sense of wow someone's gonna love it and take care of it or it did some good and so that the the clutter at christmas or holidays and birthdays and taking them to charity and doing something good with that and you know having a conversation like if they're you know i it upset me that like with that client someone came in and felt she felt violated someone came in and got rid of all of her stuff well of course you'd feel violated so having that comment you want them to learn to stretch those muscles so that they do it and they become habits and they don't yeah. need me in 20 years <laughs> yeah well that's right that's right i mean sometimes with my son i go right you don't play with this right and he goes yeah but i want to keep it and i go yeah but if we sell it you get money we go buy new stuff and he goes, Oh, get rid of it then. <laughs> so. Right. See oh, there, you found his he motivation. Wants new stuff. It's new stuff with him all the time, but you know, um, and so, yeah, no, that's good. So, okay. How do you like, how do people get in touch with you if they want to, um, if they want to declutter or if they want to do you, what, what have you got? So, cause I know you do a podcast, so that's on all the platforms. What's your podcast called? It's called Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. And I also have 15 books on Amazon. I've got a whole Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out journal prompt series because you have the wisdom within. But I ask you all these questions. You tease out what's the best answer. And then I give you a game plan, an action plan to move forward. And then I have Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out, which is 21 standalone. And we look at physical, mental, emotional, spiritual clutter and then I also this year created a 21 day challenge. If you need a oh. quick, I've got to get going. This is going to just very easy peasy and get you going over 20 days. And if you do the steps then you're going to have made some progress on clearing your clutter. So I've got books, I've got classes, my website's reawakenyourbrilliance.com and they can follow me on social media. And I also do video for the podcast too, if they're on YouTube. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you on TikTok yet? God, no. I know I need to be you on it. What I've started decluttering. to do. I'm doing short reels for Facebook and oh. on Instagram. You sound really happy about that. I'm thrilled, as you can tell. There's just I'm so much to do. I'm a little more enthusiastic do. in him. You know, I'm a solopreneur. I don't want to have employees. I love what I do. I love coaching people. But it's just like I'm managing a business. I have business actually to make money. And then yeah. you've got to do all this social media stuff. It's a challenge. Yeah. It yeah. feels like it never ends. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, um, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us some 
hints and tips and telling us to declutter our minds as well as our physical environments. Because, yeah, I'm like, I'm a control freak. So I like to have stuff clear because I feel as though I can't think straight if I've got stuff everywhere. Like I like to walk into a room and have the worktops in the kitchen fairly clear. Like there's stuff on my worktops, like, you know, utensils and stuff, but I like to have them clear. I don't like washing up. Thank God for dishwashers because I don't like washing up sitting there, um, like waiting to be washed up. It bugs the hell out of me. But it, it like I like your advice, though, about it's small steps. It's baby steps, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It really, and then steps. you know what? Then you build upon that and you – like I can do this and organizing and decluttering are a skill you can learn. I'm not like, so I have some superpower. It's like, it's something I was interested in was good at. And so I built upon that skill, but like, you know, the example I use, I'm in the labor day. It's on Monday tennis tournament up here. And I just started playing tennis in June, but I <sighs> practice every week, anytime, like tonight, right before the interview, they're like, someone's like, I'll sub. Anyone ask me sub, but I'd practice at it to build those muscles. Yeah. And it's the same with the cluttering and organizing. You've got to do it and keep, and that'll build your confidence. Yeah. It's like doing a route. Like I've got, because I'm busy at the moment, I've got a goal that I'm doing a box because my son has like these little, um, it's like a bookcase, but it's like got box, like boxes in it. It's not like a bookcase. It's they've got okay. these baskets, boxes, pull out boxes yes. or whatever. Yeah. And so I said, right, I'm doing a box a week, right? Because that's yes. I'm busy, right? Yeah. But that's what I can do. I can do a box. But you're a still week. doing something, yeah. Exactly. So that means I've got a box a week that will get cleared out, and he's got sixteen of them. So it'll take me some time, but at the end of the day, some of them, some of it will keep. And sometimes right. I do a box and I go, oh, well, that was quick because it'll be all these Avenger characters. And I go, well, none of those are going. So I go, right, we ain't got to sort that box. And I go on to the next box. So it just right. works that way. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. See, that's great. You're taking it. You're doing everything. You're doing something once a week. So that's yeah. awesome. And there'll be periods in your life where once a a box a week's all I can handle. But then when you get some free time, then you're like, we're going to do the garage this weekend, right? It's it's about being present and committing to it and getting it done. And again, once you've done like a major overhaul of the house, maintaining it's easy. And like, is there anything, is there one thing, and I suppose we might have touched on it now, but is there one thing that you would say to somebody who was wanting to declutter that you just go? Yes. I would say this might sound odd, but I'm going to say you are good enough, worthy enough, and loved no matter what. Because we're either coming from fear, we're coming for love. If you feel you're worthy, you're not going to create physical clutter. I'm not going to pair myself to the Joneses. Or you're not going to allow someone to treat you badly and create emotional clutter. So I think when you remember that and you can come from a place of love and not from fear, you're going to be way ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Look, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's like it's awesome speaking to you. Um, it feels like I spoke to you ages and ages ago. It feels like I haven't spoken to you for ages. Look, I've got one last question that yes. I always ask everyone on the podcast, and it can't be one of your own books, all right? But what book would you recommend to my listeners, and why? Can I recommend two? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Can I go for it? Yeah. Okay. I would recommend Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Every woman should be required 
reading for every woman because she's a cantadora, so she's a storyteller. And so she tells these amazing stories and then there's a lesson in there. And like we talked about earlier, you know, we need women in politics. We need women running the world. And if every woman read that book, I think we'd, we'd have more women doing that. And the other one is uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz with a really short book. I read it once a year. It's maybe 70 pages. Phenomenal. Great advice. And it just reminds me what I need to focus on, but super small and easy read. You got one that's going to take you some time and one that's an easy read, but just is, is phenomenal. Like I'm amazed at so much great advice is in such a small book. Wow. See, I'm doing this really, I'm asking this question because it's really selfish for me because I'm like going, because I love reading and I love learning stuff, which might be one of the reasons I do this podcast. And so, and I love finding out all these books that my guests like have read and have like impacted their lives. So I'm going, right, write that on my list, get that down. So that's brilliant. Thank you for that. Look, I'm going to let you get on with your evening, evening there in the States, morning here in the, uh, in the UK. Where am I? <laughs> in Australia. So look, thank you for coming on board um and have a great evening go are you going to enjoy tennis now oh no i already did tennis so it's bath time i'm oh. gonna go my bathtub is my woman cave and oh, so yeah. i'm all sweaty and i'm gonna enjoy a nice bubble bath and just chill out and oh, lovely. i just want to thank you for having me and sharing your gifts with the world by doing this podcast and no thank you inspiring others thank you thank you very much well go and enjoy your bath i shall thank you see ya I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one is perfect. We're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast. Hi, I'm Fiona Lee Maynard and you're listening to Radio Caram, which is what I do whenever I'm anywhere near Seaford Caram High School and Eel Race Road. Don't worry about a thing Cos Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health Will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright <laughs> Radio Karam, don't worry about a thing Cause Dr. Atticus says we'll make you feel alright <laughs>